Hello and welcome to today's episode. I'm LM Daini, your host. I'm a teacher by day and a storyteller by night. Today's story comes to us from the central region of Africa, more precisely from the country now called Congo Brazzaville, but was recorded in writing at the turn of the 20th century in 1898. A woman, after prolonged labour, gave birth to twins, two sons, and each one, as he was born, came into this world with a charm. The second born was called Luemba, and the first Mavungu. They were almost fully grown at their birth, so Mavungu, the first born, wished to begin travelling and exploring the world. Now about this time, the daughter of a woman called Nzambi was ready for marriage. The leopard came and offered himself in marriage, but Nzambi told him that he must speak to her daughter himself, as she would only marry the man of her choice. Then the leopard went to the girl and asked her to marry him, but she refused. And then the gazelle and the gorilla and all created things that had breath, one after the other, asked the daughter in marriage, but she refused them all, saying that she did not love them, and they were all very sad. Mavungu heard of this girl and determined to marry her, so he called on his charm and asked him to help him, and then he took some grass in his hands and changed one blade of grass into a horn, another into a knife, and the last one into a shield, until he was quite ready for the long journey. Then he set out and travelled for a long time, until at last hunger overcame him. He spoke out, Fetish! Is it true that you are going to allow me to starve? The charm hastened to place a sumptuous feast before him, and Mavungu ate and was satisfied. Oh, fetish, Mavungu said, are you going to leave this beautiful place which I have used for the use of any commoner that may come along? So once again, the charm immediately caused all of it to disappear. Then Mavungu travelled and travelled until at length he became very tired and had to ask his charm to arrange a place for him where he might sleep. The charm saw to his comfort so that he passed a peaceful night. After many weeks of weary travelling, he at length arrived at Nzambi's town. And Nzambi's daughter saw Mavungu and straight away fell in love with him. She ran to her mother and father and cried, I have seen the man I love. I shall die if I do not marry him. Then Mavungu sought her Nzambi and told her that he had come to marry her daughter. Go and see her first, said Nzambi, and if she will have you, then you may marry her. And when Mavungu and the daughter saw each other, they ran towards each other and loved one another instantly. And they were led to a fine shimbek, which is a hut, and whilst all the people in the town danced and sang for gladness, Mavungu and the daughter of Nzambi stayed there. In the morning, Mavungu noticed that the whole hut was crowded with mirrors, but that each mirror was covered so that the glass could not be seen. And he asked the daughter of Nzambi to uncover them so that he might see himself in them. 
and she took him to one and he opened it and Mavungu immediately saw the perfect likeness of his native town and she took him to another and there he saw another town that he knew and thus she took him to all the mirrors save one and this one she refused to let him see. Why will you not let me look into this mirror? asked Mavungu. Because that is the picture of the town where no man ever returns from. Ah, do let me see, urged Mavungu. He pleaded and pleaded and pleaded some more until at last the daughter of Nzambi yielded and Mavungu looked hard at the reflected image of that terrible place. Hey, I must go there, he suddenly said. No, Mavungu, my new husband, you will never return. Please, please, please don't go, cried the daughter of Nzambi. Have no fear, answered Mavungu. My charm will protect me. The daughter of Nzambi cried very much, so much, but she could not move Mavungu from his purpose. Mavungu then left his newly married wife and mounted a horse and set off for the town where no man returns from. He travelled until he came near to the town, when, meeting an old woman, he asked her for fire to light his pipe. Hmm, okay, but uh, tie up your horse first and then come and fetch it. Mavungu descended, and while tying his horse very securely, the woman appeared behind him and she killed him, so that he disappeared entirely. After a long while, Mavungu's brother, Luemba, who had stayed back at their parents' village, wondered at the long absence of his brother and determined to follow him, feeling like something might have happened to him. So he took some grass and by the aid of his own charm, changed one blade into a horse, another into a knife and another into a shield and so on and so forth until he was fully prepared for his journey. Then he set out, and after some days of journeying, arrived at Nzambi's town. Nzambi rushed out to meet him and called him Mavungu and embraced him. No, said Luemba, my name is not Mavungu, I am his brother, Luemba. Nonsense, answered Nzambi. You are my son-in-law, Mavungu. And straight away a great feast was prepared. Nzambi's daughter danced for joy and would not hear of his not being Mavungu. And Luemba was sorely troubled and did not know what to do, as he was now sure that Nzambi's daughter was Mavungu's wife, that his brother was missing, and that something surely must have happened to him. When night came, Nzambi's daughter wanted to sleep in Luemba's shimbek, his hut, but he appealed to his charm and it enclosed Nzambi's daughter in a room and lifted her out of Luemba's own room for the night, bringing her back in the early hours of the morning. Luemba's curiosity was also aroused by the many closed mirrors that hung about the walls. So he asked Nzambi's daughter to let him look into them. So she showed him all of them just as she had done before except one. And this, she told him, was the one that reflected the town where no man returns from. Luemba insisted upon looking into this one, and when he had seen the terrible picture, he knew that his brother was there. Luemba determined to leave Nzambi's town for the town where no man comes from. After thanking them for all the kind reception, he set out. 
They all wept loudly, but were consoled by the fact that he had been there once already and returned safely, so he could of course return a second time. And Luemba travelled and travelled and travelled until he also came to where the old woman was standing and asked her for fire. She told him again to tie up his horse and come to her to fetch it. But he tied his horse only very lightly, keeping an eye on the old woman, and when she advanced to try to kill him, he saw her, avoided her blow, and struck her instead, killing her instantly. Then he sought out his brother's bones and the bones of his horse, and put them together, then touched them with his charm. And Mavungu and his horse came back to life again. Then together they joined the bones of hundreds of people together and touched them with their charms so that all of them lived again. And then they set off with all the followers to Nzambi's town. On the way, Luemba told Mavungu how he had been mistaken for him by his mother-in-law and his wife, how by the help of his charm he had saved his wife from dishonor, and Mavungu thanked him and said it was very well. But then a quarrel broke out between the two brothers about the followers. Mavungu said that they were his because he was the eldest. But Luemba said that they all belonged to him because he had given Mavungu and them all life. Mavungu then got angry and fell on his brother and killed him. But Luemba's horse remained by his side. Mavungu then carried on his way to Nzambi's town, but none of the followers wanted to go with him, as they found him cruel and ungrateful. The followers then returned to the terrible village with Luemba's body to mourn him, the man who had not been tricked by the old woman. Now, Luemba's horse took his charm and touched his body so that he would live again. Then Luemba, coming back to life, mounted his horse and sought out his brother Mavungu to kill him. But his followers went after him. As he was on his horse, he arrived to Nzambi's town before them. As she saw him, angry and upset, she asked him to sit down and called her husband. Her husband came and declared court in session. He listened to the palaver carefully and wisely said that Luemba was in the right and the followers belonged to him. He also said that Mavungu deserved to die for his treachery and that Luemba could do as he saw fit. But suddenly, all of Luemba's followers arrived and the whole town, as well as Mavungu's wife and Luemba's followers, implored Mavungu to let the matter go. And so he did and left to go back to his parents' village with all his followers, never to see his brother Mavungu again. I picked a story from a different region for today's podcast. I've covered a country in the south and a country in the west. So I thought it'd be nice if we travel to the center and hear some names and words from a different culture. The ending of the story was very different. Originally, that is. Luemba killed his brother and everyone was okay with it. I didn't like it. <laughs> I have to be honest. I think Luemba's story arc shows him as the younger but wiser brother who is level-headed. He doesn't just go on traveling just for the sake of it. He doesn't take advantage of the mistaken identity. 
He also doesn't just trust the old woman, he's aware that there could be danger, even from a person you would naturally trust, or not be so weary of because they're, you know, older, weaker, whatever. So it didn't make sense for him to give in to revenge and kill his own flesh and blood right there and then. <laughs> this brother, who was worried enough about his brother to travel and go find him despite all the perils, didn't make sense to me. And so I leave you with this story. In whatever situation we find ourselves, if we are Luembas, may we be gracious enough to stay on our story arcs and move on to better things rather than seek revenge. If we have been like Mavungu and messed up, uh, may we seek forgiveness and reconciliation before we also move on with our lives. This has been our story for today. A bientôt les amis. See you soon, friends. <laughs>